Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the Max Cast. It's a podcast about Muslim leaders and professionals thriving in various domains, speaking on successes, struggles, failures, inspirations, and advice. And today we're joined by Wasim Kabadia. Wasim is a good friend of mine. He's also a Toronto-based entrepreneur and co-founder of the brand Cap Swim. It's a men's swim uh, men's swimwear line that provides modest solutions for men. Cap Swim was founded in um, 2018 and has been featured on Seekers Guidance, Halal Foodie Magazine, and Style Canada. Apart from that, Wasim also works for LaunchGood. Uh, we're actually co-workers and uh, really good friends. Um, if you guys want to check out Wasim's um, business his, uh, or his, what he's up to, please go to capswim.com. That's K-A-P, that's Kilo Alpha Peter Swim, S-W-I-M.com. So I repeat, that's capswim.com. And follow him on Instagram as well. That's Cap V5, that's K A P Victor 5. And without any further ado, let's meet our guest of the day, Wasim. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing today, brother? Nasik, for having me. I'm excited, bro. We always have good conversations, so I'm, I'm stoked for this. I know, me too, man. Every time we're, you know, on a, whether it's a Zoom or in person, it's, it's always a good time. And um, yeah, man, I'm honored. I'm honored that you're on here. And um, this is awesome that we get to have a good conversation and a, a good time. Um, dude, how are you feeling? How are things going on? Um, uh, how, how, how are things in Toronto since I'm not there right now? Tell me, man. Hello, man. I think, uh, obviously, COVID, COVID is kind of the elephant in the room, so cases are going down. The weather's getting better. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's been a beautiful weekend. There's a slight heat warning, but Alhamdulillah, man. Aside from that, it's, it's getting better, so inshallah, we'll get there soon. Yeah, man. Speaking of heat warnings, dude, like, it is so hot here in Karachi, Pakistan right now, but... The hotter the weather gets, the better the mangoes come. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with trading off the heat for good mangoes. Um, but yeah, like today, it was like 42 degrees with a heat wave here, which is crazy. And uh, When you throw the mangoes in there, it's a fair trade. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude, 100%. Like, you know, I'm boiling like every minute. Like, dude, I have the AC on and two fans, and I'm still – and the AC is on full, and I'm still, like, you know, boiling. So it's uh, – pretty hectic but you know what it's all good man uh today it's a good day it's sunday we got um we got some big fights coming up and um we're excited for that but before we do do it uh, you know get into that man um you know just want to know about more about you man tell the people about yourself you know like uh um what's going on with wasim like well you know who is wasim if i was to be in an elevator with you for a minute how would you describe yeah, yourself uh wasim is somebody who tries to do good always um i have a I have a blog and that's kind of my quote there so you know i'm i'm no saint i'm just a person but uh trying to look for for goodness and everything and i think you know at the end of the day we have a role as as human beings to regardless of faith creed whatever it might be just inspire people on a daily basis so um that that's who i am and then with when it comes to the cap swim front um obviously you know appreciate appreciate the introduction um, it's, it's a company based out of faith, obviously, as a Muslim and founded on, on the premise that obviously for Muslim men, um, there is a, 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 an aura or a satr, if you want to call it, um, and it goes from the navel to the knee. So what we do is we try and uh, find solutions for men to make it easier for them for when they go to the pool and whatnot, just to cover up and to cover that area. Okay, that's cool. So, I mean, just... and. Apart from the pool, I'm guessing, I mean, you could just wear it at the beach or whatever too, right? Like, these are just like, uh, 
shorts for, um, you know, like that are modest shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, alhamdulillah, we've had, uh, we've been able to have customers come from all over the world. And, you know, that that's the key thing, right? Is that, yeah, they're made for the beach because, you know, from our perspective, when, if you're just walking down the street, it's it's really easy to cover up, right? You wear a shirt, you wear pants, you wear, you know, sh- longer shorts, but at the same time, you're covering, you're wearing a shirt, right? So it covers your navel, navel area and then, you know, your pants or your shorts are a bit longer and they cover your knees. Um, the dilemma we found is typically when people and men go to the beach, because when you go to the beach, um, it's it's a lot harder, right? Because if you go into the, if you, if you go into a big box store or any store, really, right? You're going to find shorts that don't necessarily have the right inseam, right? You know, if you, I think, I think there's this mindset that the larger I go, the longer the shorts will get. And that's not necessarily true. They'll just get wider, right? They'll, they'll get bigger just to fit a bigger waist. So what happens then is you have these really loose shorts that are still above your knee, right? So our, our mindset was, was like, look, there, there's a problem and we have the opportunity to fix it or, you know, provide a solution. So let's do it. And, and that's exactly what we, what we've, you know, what we've moved out to do. That's awesome, man. And that's exactly what an entrepreneur is, right? Like you identify a need or, or a problem and come up with a solution. Speaking of which, dude, I got to hit you up for some of these. I can't believe I've never gotten one, you know? Um, I got to hit you up for some of these shorts because I need them. Uh, I realize how badly I need them because, um, you know, like over here, like in, especially in Pakistan, like I'm always like, you know, I have to like take my shirt off because it's so hot. And that's the constant issue I'm constantly struggling with, like, you know, like covering myself properly yada to yada so um dude having something like that would be awesome so uh yeah well we'll talk about I that got, later i got you bro I, maybe, I maybe when you get back here because no. you know shipping to pakistan may be a, a slightly expensive so you know maybe once you're back here <laughs> i have family who's coming from toronto here Perfect. so the, I'll, I'll i'll probably get you in touch with them no i, I really do 100 percent, 100 percent. i gotta hit you up for that but no that's that's good man i love hearing entrepreneur stories like that you know like you actually identified a need and um came into the market with a solution for it. And also I just wanted to add in something on a, like on a side note, you, some people probably don't understand how big of a like problem it is, especially like, you know, like when you're Muslim and you want to cover up whatever, like, dude, I hate wearing a t-shirt in the pool. Nothing is more disturbing or distracting or that weighs you down when you're swimming, when you got like a loose t-shirt around you and you're in the pool. So yeah, dude, like, you know, being free and being modest at the same time and keeping a halal, that's awesome, man. So I definitely got to, I got to hit you up for those, but I've seen your website. It's great. And guys, um, for anyone listening, please go check it out. Uh, Wasim's out here doing great work. Well, Wasim, since, you know, we're talking about cap swim and your entrepreneurship journey, I wanted to ask you a little bit more if you could tell us like, you know, um, when did you know that this path of entrepreneurship was something you wanted to uh, pursue? What like push you towards becoming an entrepreneur? You know, no, I, I think first off, thank you for that question. I, I appreciate that question because I think that in itself is, is bigger than the actual um, business itself, right? Because obviously everything has a, everything has a beginning, right? And for us, the beginning was, was that there, a couple of years ago, I had met somebody who was extremely successful in business and he told me, um, you know, successful businesses are ones that, that provide a solution to a problem well enough that someone is willing to pay you for it, right? And after speaking to him, I was always on this mindset that, you know, I want to I go into business. I want to create something. 
and you know when we we realized that there was a problem and we could we could be the ones to solve the solution we're like let's do it and and there there are other products out there that we found they were just they were, they were just really expensive right like i i ended up ordering a pair from abroad and it ended up with shipping and conversion and whatnot. It ended up costing me over a hundred dollars, right, with customs fees and, and all of that. And because this is such a common problem, we wanted to make it easy for people to solve, right? We don't want to make it. Um, we want to. We want to bring it to that same level where it's going to cost you the same as if you were to go into Walmart or Nike or, or whatever it might be, right, and just to buy a pair of shorts. Um, so, you know, we said, okay, this is, this is our role. This is our job. We have the opportunity to accept this challenge or we don't, right? If we don't, it may be a missed opportunity. And one of the biggest things in life, I I hate regret, right? I hate regretting things. So, you know, we're like, let's do it. We don't know where it's going to go, but we're like, let's try it. So we did. And Alhamdulillah, obviously it's, it's working out. That being said, part of it in parallel is this. I'm, I'm married, Alhamdulillah, my wife in a similar boat, ordered a modest swimwear for women. Right now, from a mindset perspective, and obviously as a Muslim man, Nasik, we know this, there's a lot of attention paid to women's and women's modesty, right? That women have to do this and women shouldn't do this and you have to wear hijab and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. right? On the other side of it, there's modesty for men as well, right? And I'm always of the belief that both your... Your, your inner and your outer go hand in hand, right? Your inner brings out your outer and your outer brings out your inner. And so from the mindset, we have, it's not just a product we're selling, right? It's, it's a premise that we're selling, which is when you cover up, when, you, when you're trying to be modest out of a faith-based perspective, which is you do it for the sake of Allah, right? When, you, when you're covering up wherever you are, whether you're walking down the street or on the beach, because like I said, it's more of a challenge when you're at a pool or on the beach because obviously clothing comes off, right? You take off your shirt. You need to, you're not going to go in with a pair of jeans, right? You're not even going to go with pants. So when you are in, in, times, in times that are more challenging, when you are trying to find your purpose in your faith and you're trying to follow the commandments of your, of your faith in your Lord, right? There is, there's nobility in that. Right. And especially when you're trying to be modest, because the Prophet said, right, what differentiates Islam is is modesty. Right. That is our religious characteristic as our as our as our faith. So from that perspective, we we truly believe that when someone wears a pair of of capsule shorts or even when they wear something where they're covering up at the beach, you know, Allah obviously knows that, right? It's coming from a faith-based perspective, and you do it solely for the sake of Allah. Because yeah, you may look different, and I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not—I'm not trying to say that you know where you're going to look the same as someone in a in a pair of Nike shorts, because you're not. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to normalize modesty for men, at least for now, for men, because it's—it's it's been discussed for women, right? And everybody is commenting on it, and we have to look at ourselves first before we look at anybody else. If that makes sense. So, you know, I, I apologize. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about because, you know, very common, right? It, it's very common where we comment and, you know, even something else, it's been said, right? Um, I, I don't mean to get too deep into faith, but it's been said that there's going to come a time where people are going to be fully clothed, but it's going to seem like they're not, right? And, you know, every single day there's things that happen and it seems like that, right? So we're trying to reverse that. And to be honest, we're... we're in a way, we're trying to revolutionize the swimwear industry, right? 
both on, on the female side, we see it's happening. Women's modest swimwear is available. And we've taken on the challenge to do it on the men's side, if that makes sense. 100%, man. 100%. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, inshallah, like, I hope that, you know, this turns into something big. And can you imagine, like, you know, if you start licensing out uh, this out to brands like Adidas or Reebok, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, never know. Or you see, like, a Muslim athlete wear your swimwear in the Olympics, you know, like, the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, man, inshallah. Like, dude, I really hope that, you know, inshallah, it becomes into something huge and um something normalized as well man because i think it should be normalized like men should have the option to wear modest be modest and wear modest clothing as well no absolutely i was muted no absolutely absolutely and that 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 notion of normalized excuse me normalized modesty actually came to me last night when i was when i was thinking about this podcast because obviously we're going to record today and i'm like you know what let's normalize modesty right let's normalize modesty in all aspects right and that's care i'm not i'm not a preacher i'm not here I'm preaching but you know it can be in terms of your preach brother in terms okay. of your character in terms of your personality who you are what you are all of it right and at the end of the day we, we got to focus on ourselves before we focus on any anyone else so that, that's exactly what we're what we're trying to do just trying to do our little part because you know like you said yeah sure you know inshallah it, it would be amazing if this becomes huge and we're licensing it out we're licensing licensing it out and, and all of that right but really I think I gain the most satisfaction in knowing that a brother in Australia is covering up because of the, the little amount of work that we did to make it easier. A brother in Germany, in South Africa, in, in Nigeria. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that's, what that's what it is, man. That's what it is. No, that's amazing, man. That's and so incredible to know, especially in today's world, like how you can impact so many people's lives. And uh, I mean, yeah, it starts as a brand, but a brand can be so meaningful and so impactful and so noble in someone's life, you know, just because of the core values of what the founder, like the co-founders of that brand uh, have, you know. So thank you for doing that, brother. I really appreciate that. That's it's good work that you're doing. And inshallah, may Allah reward you for that. Speaking of businesses... I wanted to ask you, of course, an entrepreneur's journey is never a straight path. It's always zigging and zagging and up and down. It's like, it's more intense than any roller coaster you could ever ride. Um, yeah. What got you into, you know, like, uh, like, uh, what, I mean, not what got you into entrepreneurship, but what led you before Cap Swim? Like, what were the paths of entrepreneurship? What businesses uh, did you embark on? before um you know uh landing here with cap swim like if you can tell us a little bit more about that you know your pre-cap swim journey i know you mentioned about the motivational speaking yeah. but if you can touch a little bit on that yeah absolutely and, and thank you for that question and you're, you're you're obviously you're very modest not sick because you yourself obviously when we talk about mindset you can chime in too because you you have that as well and obviously you do a lot in the entrepreneurial space but what, one thing I realized about myself, I, I thought, why am I doing cap swim, right? And I feel like there's just this innate characteristic in me to create. Because even when I was a kid, there's always stuff that I was creating, right? And, you know, it, it, entrepreneurship is not just business-based. It's not just about business. It's about creating something, right? And creating Sometimes creating something that can sustain. As a kid, I, I, was, obvious, I was really into sports, and I found myself creating hockey leagues, Right. And then as I got older, creating programming for kids in the community, um, when my when my wife and I got married, we started this business where we used to sell these these stroopwafels, these desserts 
from um, from Europe. And those those are amazing. And we went to a couple of farmers markets and stuff. But, you know, that was that was definitely a bit of a challenge because it's in the food space. But, you know, we did that. And then for me personally, as somewhat of a passion project, I was always really into speaking to people on, on an individual level and just motivating them right through speaking to them through speaking um, with them writing motivational pieces and that, that's why I started my blog um, and then you know that led to me getting a couple of speaking engagements just to speak to youth um, one yeah just to speak to youth just to motivate them right and specifically Muslim youth because I do like integrating that faith-based aspect to it so from that, I've, I've realized that I, I like creating, right? And I like creating things that I'm really passionate about. And that's why Capswim lines up extremely well. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, do you have any, like, um, I guess, like favorite moments from, you know, your uh, motivational days or uh, any bright light idea moments before Capswim that you had or any... Horrific yeah. moments, man. Like, share what you, what yeah. you feel like, whatever you want to shine yeah. the light on. So, let, actually, let me come back to that question because I, I realized I didn't answer your initial question, which was the journey, right? And that that journey, obviously, a lot of people are on social media, right, and on Instagram, and entrepreneurship and whatnot, it's really big. It's a, it's a hot topic right now, right? Because everybody, there's a lot of people on there creating videos and content to encourage people to get to entrepreneurship, um, and there's always this map of, you know, what people think it looks like, which is like this, but what it actually looks like it, you know, it's like this, right? It's, it's ups and downs. And that's actually, that's exactly what it is, right? Um, the, I think the biggest thing is that you have to be consistent. You have to be disciplined with it. And that is how you'll achieve success. Because if you think it's like this, you know, that first, you'll hit that high and that first downfall may be the end of you, right? Or your, your, your project or whatever it might be. So you got to keep going with it. Now, your question about that aha moment um, with Capswim specifically, I am a I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, I am a I'm a huge NFL fan, as in American football, right? Um, we sent a pair of shorts to Hussein Abdullah, who is a former NFL player who has played for the Minnesota Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here's the cool thing. When I was, I was watching, a couple of years ago, I was watching a Monday night football game. It was the Chiefs versus the Patriots, the New England Patriots. Hussein Abdullah intercepted the ball. I think it was off Tom Brady. He ran it back into the end zone. So he scored that touchdown from the interception. But here's the beauty of it. From that moment that he scored the touchdown, he went into sujood. And that that scene it has been ingrained in my mind because I'm like when the lights were shining bright in front of the entire world, this man chose to this man chose to show his he, he wore his faith on his sleeve and he dropped that into sujood. He prostrated in front of Allah, right? And and so when I was able to send a pair to him. And he put it up on his social media. I was like, "Bro, like, I'm, I'm good. Oh, this dude. is it. This is it." And you made and it. like we, we, we like personal. Anytime we send a pair of shorts to any customer, we like putting that personal touch on it. So we write a note to them. And even with him, I wrote that note and I specifically mentioned in there. I'm like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was watching you, and and I remember this is what you did. And bro, I was like, I was over the moon. 
I was over the moon. It was beautiful. Wow, man, dude, I just got goosebumps. Just so thank that. you, thank you, thank <laughs> you, for, like a... thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell that story because I haven't, I haven't told that yeah. story very often. Like, obviously, my team knows it, my wife knows it, but yeah. you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell that story. Oh no, dude! Thanks for sharing that, dude. I'm not even kidding, dude. Like, I just got like some chills hearing that. That's crazy, dude. Then the fact that you brought that up, like, that's so amazing, man. Especially in today's world. It's so hard to show that you're Muslim or to show like show any Muslim stance. So I applaud anyone who is on like that main screen, like you know who's like a, a whether it's a ball player or a, a, a boxer or a fighter, and when they're so unapologetically Muslim, even a model, like for example, like you know, like uh, if you're raising your voice for um, for Muslims or just unapologetically being Muslim, you're showcasing that. It's, it takes a lot of courage to do, you know, you know that we live in the West and to see people do that, especially on like a big scale, like to see like Habib going to Sajud after every fight, you know, it's one of those things like, you just go like, dude, like, like, yeah, that's like, that's like the definition of high quality character. And the fact that, dude, you got to, you got inspired by this person and then you got to get in touch with him indirectly like not you know in person i don't know have you met him in person yet or not uh Said abdullah no i haven't but nasik you look as and you mentioned this earlier we're friends and anytime we get together and we chat you know the conversation veers to ufc right to mma and when it comes to khabib anytime i talk about khabib or someone mentioned mentions khabib a big smile comes on my face right and i could talk about khabib for days not the fighter, but the man, right? And just, but I won't, but just in terms of along those lines of what Hussein Abdullah did, being of, of you know, prostrating at that moment and being unapologetically Muslim, I, you know, Khabib is, is up there. If not leading it, he's right up there with that. 100%. No, dude, like, no, that's, that's big, man. Um, I guess uh, hopefully, you know, if you ever get a chance to meet him, um, I don't really watch NFL much, but I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. So if you can score a couple tickets, I'd be more than happy to, you know. I, I, same and, request uh, to you, brother. Same request to you, man. If you can, if you can somehow, do, I know you, you know a lot of people. If you can nail down that request, man, you know, please do consider me as, you know, as someone to join you. If, if, if I ever do, a hundred percent, I would. I have, but I feel like I have more of a chance of encountering like somebody in MMA maybe and get like UFC tickets. Actually, like you know that. that off topic like uh yeah i know people who are like closely related to like lorenzo and frank frittita so i tried that route but by that time by the time i found out that they were related to frittita, the frittita brothers the ufc had already sold to wme so i was like ah oh, now you tell me you know so um it's all good it's all good but dude <clears throat> so you know since we mentioned all the 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 highlights and the bright moments i also want to ask you like um you know, what's like a big failure or a challenge that you ever had to overcome? But most importantly, what did you learn from that? Yeah. You know, if you can elaborate Absolutely. a little bit on that. Absolutely. I think, so there's two. There's two things specifically that I'm going to mention. One is extremely, it's more, you know, on a, a more practical level, which is our first year, our first year of existence of business or whatever. We, we had a big event coming up. And we had a shipment coming in and that shipment just got lost. Sorry, it didn't get lost. It didn't get lost. Sorry, it didn't get lost. It came in, but it was completely wrong. It was completely wrong. 
So then we had to send it, we had to ship it back to get it fixed. And that shipment got lost. And that was definitely heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking because you're, you're trying to do something. Um, you, and you put your heart and soul into it, right? And you, you put your, and not just that, you put your faith into it. And when I say you put your faith into it, it's because you're doing something for the sake of Allah, right? And, and it's like, hey, why, why did this happen? Right? I'm trying to do something good. I'm trying to you know, help people follow their faith and make, make people's faith, you know, faith-based actions just slightly easier. Why did this happen? But it did, right? Alhamdulillah, you know, you make dua and you just keep working, right? In entrepreneurship, I think that's that's the mindset you got to have. You just keep working and, you know, alhamdulillah, it worked out, right? And we were able to overcome that obstacle. The second thing, which is which is bigger than that, is there is an educational piece involved to the business and the industry that we've gotten into. And the, what I mean by that is that a lot of people, we thought it was common knowledge, right? Growing up in the community that I grew up in, it was common knowledge that you cover your knees. And I'm not even talking about swimwear. I'm not talking about going to the beach. I'm talking about just day to day, right? At summer, you go to the park to play hockey or whatever. You wear shorts long enough that cover your knees, right? We, I thought that was common knowledge. My team, we thought it was common knowledge. But in getting into this business that we have, we realize it's not common knowledge, right? And so there is an education. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, so there's an educational piece involved. And once that hits, we realize that we, that, that in addition to selling product, we're educating people, right? And, and while we're educating people, we're, we try and bring people closer to the faith. Because as I mentioned earlier, you know, the way you dress impacts, Right. You know, look good, feel good, do good, right? When you look good and you look right and you're wearing the appropriate attire, it's going to impact your inner, which will impact your output. So in that, in that same way, we, we've kind of taken on this challenge. So yeah, it's a challenge to educate people because you don't want to seem like you're preaching at people because nobody appreciates that or very few people appreciate that, right? Um, so we have to do it in a very, not in a subtle way, but we have to do it in a way that's, that's digestible for people. No, 100%, dude. I agree with you 100%, man. Like, you know, can't, like, um, disagree at all. And also, you know, since we're speaking about learning lessons and, you know, like, uh, how do I put it? Like, we're learning about lessons, like, in, in, ingrained within, like, our Muslim beliefs and, like, our, uh, you know, like, our Muslim values. I guess um, if you could elaborate, you know, like, if there's any lessons you learned along the way, as you know, like fa- that you may have come across by overcoming challenges that a Muslim in a Muslim domain would face. You get what I mean? Like from an Islamic point of view, um, if you can elaborate on that too, that'd be great. Yeah. And, and so, and are you talking about in terms of like in the Muslim space? Like, yeah, Muslim space, dude, like anything that had to test your yeah. faith, you know what I mean? A little bit more. Yeah. Deeper. yeah. It's the, the reason, the reason I, I got really quiet is, is because there's there's one specific moment that really really sticks with me and i don't know if it i wouldn't say it offended me but you know when they say like never never minimize the effects of every single action because you don't know how each action will impact somebody right whether positively or negatively right you know take every opportunity to do good right to others 
and take every opportunity to minimize the amount of a toll you take on somebody, right? Whether that's through your actions or through your words, right? That's why not only silence is golden, but the Prophet said, right? You know, it's best to stay quiet. If you have nothing good to say, stay quiet, right? We were at an event. This is our first year. We were at an event, right? And, you know, I'm not going to give the name of the event, but it was a... It was an event that then became kind of like, you know, a North American thing, right? Where other cities um, and states in the U.S. adopted it as well. We were there. We had a booth, right? We had a model and the model was wearing the shorts, right? And, and one, of the, one of the presenters at that event was walking around with his friend and they passed by our booth and they were just talking and, you know, they were speaking pretty loudly, actually. And the guy goes, the, not not the presenter, but his friend goes, oh, like something along the lines of, look at these, like they cover me all the way up to here, right? And obviously they don't. The navel goes up to your belly button. And inside, I was so offended by it. I was so offended by it because I'm like, bro, like we're we're trying to do something good. I don't know if you know or don't know what the what the teachings are and what the principles are in islam but we're trying to do something good here i know he was muslim i know that right and that's why it hurt even more because if it was coming from a non-muslim you know it, it's you know water you know just water it, it roll off your back right exactly but it came from a muslim who was making fun of a product that we try to follow the sunnah with right and so that was that was difficult, and that was within the first that was within the first six months of us being in business, right? So I think more so than even that specific thing is anything anybody that's trying anyone around you that is trying to do something that's trying to create something, be positive, right? Encourage them, and if you have nothing good to say, right, just stay quiet. And if you really want to change your heart and your your mindset towards that person, make dua for them. Right, you know, in, in the solace of of the night or within quiet, right? So nobody knows. Make dua for them, and you know, keep it between yourself and Allah, and Allah will, inshallah, turn your change your heart towards that person. No, man, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense, dude. And I know, like you know, especially when you're starting a new business out, what uh, or any venture. I know, man. Sometimes uh, criticism can be offensive, and especially if it comes from like like a negative place if it's not constructive or if it's not positive dude like it can it can it can get hurtful man i'm not going i'm someone who gets you know who who does take things to heart so i know how that could feel and the fact that you came over that mashallah and you're out here crushing it now so uh mashallah so um yeah man like kudos to you brother you. all the power to you thank you <clears throat> now speaking of that speaking of strength valor courage and bravery and you know and all this positive stuff that we're talking about Who's um, like, um, you know, like who, uh, I mean, one person or multiple people who've been influential to you in your journey and um, how big of an impact have they had on yeah, you? Absolutely. Um, so when I was a kid, uh, my, my cousin, uh, she raised me for, for several years. Um, she, was, she was much older than me. Obviously, when people think of cousins, they think of people around the same age. For me, my, my cousin, she was, she was a lot older Dude, than Dude, I know. One of my cousins raised yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so she raised me. Um, and she you know, always instilled in me that you can do anything, right? She, that, that mindset of, of you can do anything. But the, the main thing, the main thing she instilled in me is, is your prayer, is your salah, right? Staying on top of your salah. And that in itself, alhamdulillah, has 
it's been the biggest, you know, impact, the biggest influence in my entire life. And, you know, this comes from such a deep place in my heart because that has taught me discipline, right? Nasik, you know this, you're in entrepreneurship, discipline is is key, right? Because you got to stay consistent with it. Because if you let that first down, get you down, you're done, right? And when we think of that's anything in life, exactly. And when we think of discipline, we always think a bit about it from a weight loss or a fitness journey, right? We think of it from uh, business. We think of it from I don't know everything else but faith. But me, my the discipline is a key aspect of to success, right? Ask Khabib, ask Hussein Abdullah, ask any athlete. Discipline is key. But for me. My discipline, alhamdulillah, it comes from my salah. And that, my salah has taught me discipline in all other aspects of life. Damn, that's amazing. Wow. And that's so powerful and that's so true. Because I just want to share something course, as well. Absolutely, please um, do. You know, up until a few years ago, I was, I'm not going to lie, I'll admit, I'm human. I'm not, I'm not perfect. And definitely salah was something I was really inconsistent with, like super inconsistent with. Uh, you know, just I was really struggled with a lot. And um, I don't know, man, one day I just decided, um, you know, to just be like, all right, cool. I got to start praying consistently because, um, you know, and I'm like, it came from a place of like, you know, like, okay, it didn't like, it didn't even come from a place of like, oh, I just got to start praying. I was just going through some hard, some hard times. I was like, man, like, you know, I got to start praying, ask God for help. But, like it came it still came from like a very selfish place, you know, like, uh, like Allah helped me, you know, like in one of those. So, okay, I'm going to start praying and making dua and always asking Allah for help to get me out of the situation. Alhamdulillah, I did get out of that situation, um, you know, uh, a lot faster. I was expecting to get out of that situation. Within three months, I got out of, out of it like within a month, you know. And um, since that point, alhamdulillah, mashallah, I've never, ever like, you know, skipped a prayer. If I have, by, by, for, you know, I'm human, things happen, I may oversleep or whatever. I've always made up for it, you know, like pray the qada for it. And um, yeah, man, I've never been more, more content and happier, you know, uh, once I discovered salah. And of course, the discipline already came with it. Like, I've always been someone who's always been disciplined. But, you know, and with salah, of course, like, it's five times a day. You know, if that's not going to get you to be on top of your game, then uh, good luck, buddy. You know what I mean? If, 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 a, if something if reminded to you to do five times a day can't get you to be organized and on top of your stuff, then uh, good luck, you know, being organized. So, like, yeah, man, like, um, it's one of those things that, is really true and very, um, you know, like that's very, it's very real. So thanks for nope. sharing that, man. That's something I could very relate with thank as you. well. Thank you for, for bringing that up. And, you know, uh, first, yeah, no, honestly, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up because it's not easy, right? To pray five times a day every single day is not easy. Sometimes you'll oversleep, things will happen. But, you know, the fact that we, we need to come back and, you know, obviously just correct our mistakes and, and just keep going, right? And one of the the most interesting things is is this that nowadays success is defined with money and power and business and cars and houses and all of that right but and suits and, yeah yeah we're talking about those you know big shoulder big shoulder fat suits right <laughs> but look when you when you when we before we start salah right we hear the adhan right and hayal al-falah come to success right so when we are when we're trying to find success right when, and when we define success 
buy money and cars and this and that and X and Y, right? Our Lord has told us what success is, right? He, and He's telling us it comes to success. So if we stay disciplined, you think that Allah is going to, you know, forsake you? You think He's just going to let you be and, you know, not help you with what you want? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. 100%, man. 100%. That's so true. And of course, like, you know, like, um, we need Allah in everything and in everything in every moment of our lives. So, of course, like, you know, like, Salah is definitely one of those things that bridges us with, like, bridges that relationship, that connection with Allah. So, of course, uh, yeah, like, you know, the, like, the closer you are with Allah and the more you're going towards something that's going to lead you to success, inshallah, in every aspect of life, then, yeah, man, like, you know, then ultimately, of course, like, you're going to be successful. You know, if you're going towards success five times a day, you're going to be successful, inshallah. inshallah. You know and in, mean? in, in, in <laughs> the journey of entrepreneurship, and this is coming from a guy who has tried to create a business along with his team in the faith-based space, right? In a space where we're putting out products that help people get closer to Allah. And even us, we, we face challenges and obstacles. But even then, our, our, our be-all and end-all is always turning to Allah, right? Up or down. Because our strength comes from the mercy of Allah, right? So, you know, as for, for the listeners, if you are in the journey of entrepreneurship, you know, always turn to Allah, right? And start with Bismillah, because that is the only way you'll achieve true success. Dude, 100%. You got to start everything with Bismillah, man. Like, you know, everything has to start with, with the name of Allah. So, yeah, man, like, thanks for sharing that and for addressing the youth as well, you know? So, hopefully, inshallah, I hope that they can get inspired by this as well. Now, also, since, you know, we're, we're talking about, like, your personal life and people who've inspired you, and you mentioned your childhood journey, your cousin raising you, if there is something that you could, you know, like, if you could turn back the time, and if you could talk to your younger old self, what would you tell yourself? Discipline. 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 That's it. I've, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I've thought about it for a very long time. Um, discipline. If... If I could comprehend discipline at, at a young age, yeah. alhamdulillah, you know, I've, I'm, try, I'm striving toward, towards being more disciplined now in all aspects of life, yeah. right? Not just, not just salah, right? Obviously, salah is, is mm-hmm. one of the most important things. But, you know, discipline yeah. in terms of the time you sleep, the time you wake up, what you eat, what you put into your body, you know, body is a temple, like, you know, all of it, right? Because as, as a Muslim, it's a, it's a deen, right? It's a way of life. It's not just it's not just a faith, right? And because it's a way of life, that means that all aspects of life can come from faith, from come can come and be led in the principles of faith because that's what our beloved prophet peace be upon him has taught us. So, 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 so yeah, if so if I could turn back the clock and, you know, inject a certain level of comprehension and understanding in any one thing to my younger self, that would be discipline. Damn. So I'm assuming, would it be safe to say that would be the same message that you'd give to younger people looking to pursue the same path? Absolutely. Or is there anything else you're going to add on to that? Absolutely. Because I feel like discipline is an umbrella that leads to everything else, right? Yeah, I could say salah, right? I could say salah. Or I could say fitness, staying in shape, eating right. I could say all of it. But if you're disciplined, under the umbrella of discipline... You can do all those things, right? And you could do it in a way where you could do it all in one day as long as you stay disciplined to a routine and a schedule. 
I agree, man. I, I like I couldn't agree any like you know like uh, like yeah like I can't agree any further. More like I like I agree with you hundred percent. Discipline is like the route to a healthy life, dude, and a happy life. Like man, if you're disciplined, even though it may be hard at the beginning, if you can even just like start like getting certain like little things or like in check, whether it's sleeping on time or eating on time or getting ten thousand steps in the day or you know like of course prayer. Uh, as well, I mean, prayer is the most important thing, but you know, like if you can just start building those disciplinary habits in everyday life, like dude, your quality of overall life and happiness is just so much more. It's so much more rewarding too. And, um, and, and Nasik, if, yeah, if, I, dude, if like, I can throw this, I'm sorry to cut you off, if I can throw this in there, you yourself, and I think the, the reason we gel and get along so well is because we obviously share, we, 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 we share common interests, right? MMA entrepreneurship, yeah. right? And, and various other things. But in both of those areas, you know this, that in both, in both the, the, the fighting world or the MMA world and entrepreneurship, discipline is key. There's no way you can achieve success without be, being disciplined. Agreed? 100%, dude. 100%. Man, in anything in life. I mean, dude, like, so when I was younger, when I was in school, Dude, I was I was so much trouble, man. Like I was so much trouble when I was a younger kid. I got kicked out of school in grade nine. <laughs> like I was always getting suspended. I was getting into fights. Just like you know, like just like always, like never passing any course. Like yeah, I mean, I still remember in grade nine. And by the way, guys, this, I'm not trying to knock down school. Everyone, you should go to school. What I'm just trying to say is the it always gets better if you can discipline yourself. Like, dude, I literally was just so, like, out of it because I wasn't disciplined. Didn't have no structure of what to do. Um, dude, like, just to give, just to tell you, I'll, I'll say this openly. In my math final exam in grade nine, out of 100, I scored a nine. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how bad I was. But the moment I kind of got into, like, grade 10, 11, and 12, most importantly, I was like, okay, man, I'm going to be in university soon, whatever, I got to get things together. And, dude, I used to study, like, basically all I did was, was like, man, I'm going to study three hours a day, whatever, whatever hours a day, right? Like, it was, like, two or three hours a day. I'd set that aside. And that was it. No matter what, like, I was just super disciplined with that. So even, like, in school, man, and all of a sudden, I started getting, like, high grades, like, only 90s. And, like, the lowest I had in grade 12 was, like, an 82 uh so for some people they're probably like oh whatever it's just an 82 but dude for me for someone who got kicked out of school like you know like that was a lot that was a big deal and then like my it was always like 97s 98s like i was doing really well in school and yeah i ended up going to like one of the top schools in the country for one of the top programs and uh yeah man like so even just for like school like if you're someone who doesn't you know, like who wants to like even just like get their grades together or anything in life Discipline is key, man. Discipline is absolutely key. So, yeah, dude, I can't stress that enough. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's such a key thing that is not taught in school, unfortunately. And I think it's something that should come from, uh, like, a home upbringing. But if we can, like, emphasize the value of discipline, like, dude, it's um, it's incredible. It's It, it can work wonders yeah. in life. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it, when you say not, not taught in school, I think in the past few years, there, there's a lot that we're realizing as, as human beings and young people that there's a lot that's just, it's on us to learn, right? And, and discipline is one of those things. Like school isn't going to teach you. School is going to teach you whatever the curriculum lists out. Um, it, it, it's just part of that, that self-improvement and continuous, continuous journey of life. We have to teach ourselves, unfortunately.
And it's, it's, it's a good what, thing though, too, right? Yeah. And you know what, though? That just made me realize something. SubhanAllah. Look at how wonderful our deen is. Something that isn't taught typically, whatever, which is discipline. Something so hard to teach, which is discipline. SubhanAllah. Like our deen has embedded it within its teaching. So through practice and every day, praying five times a day, fasting in the month of Ramadan, all that stuff, that you embody those characteristics. You get what I mean? Like, SubhanAllah. If you think about it, I just thought of it as like, oh, dude. Like our deen is teaching us this since a young age to be disciplined five times a day like you know something that no school no university no professor would ever teach you and subhanallah like you know like our dean is teaching you that since a, since you were born to develop discipline to be successful not only in this life but inshallah in the hereafter as well so that's crazy man that's that's crazy nothing if i could throw dude i just if, thought if right i now. could throw up like one of those 100 emojis i would but there's no emojis here <laughs> oh, oh, true, true. Yeah, like, you know, uh, I mean, if we can tell our producers to maybe yeah. throw a ching, yeah, yeah. you know, like those 100 or the 1,000, 1, 1 yeah, million yeah, or whatever, 1, 000, one now, yeah. two, yeah, whatever, yeah, throw that in there, you know, so, um, yeah, man. Well, dude, Wasim, it was, it was an honor having you here because we're running out of time here. Um, it was an honor having you, brother. It's always a pleasure speaking with you and always talking to you. Like, dude, I can never get enough. Before we do, before we head out of here, um, I'm, you know, where can the people at home find you? Tell us, you know, like what's going on. Tell us about the, you know, like the blog and everything. Share that with us, of man. Course. Let them no, know. Obviously. So I'm going to, first off, uh, Capswim, Capswim.com. If you want to check it out, you know, you want to see what we're about, you want to order a pair, Capswim.com, K-A-P-S-W-I-M.com. Uh, please do follow us and share on Instagram. It's at Capswim at again k-a-p-s-w-i-m if you want to follow more of my personal stuff where i blog and such it's vasimkapadia.com v-a-s-i-m-k-a-p-a-d-i-a.com and then if you want to follow me on instagram as well it's at cap v5 and that's k-a-p-v as in victor five five the number five so go follow me on instagram guys you know no, but you post good stuff, dude, on Instagram too. So, guys, for real, if you want good content, you know, uh, you got to go follow the team. Jazakallah khairman Nasik. I really appreciate this. This was fun. Uh, more than a podcast, it just felt like our, our normal chat. So, thank you for asking me what you did. Dude, yeah. Uh, may, may Allah reward you, and I hope you can, you know, stay safe and, I mean, you know, enjoy enjoy all the I mean, beautiful Pakistani food, man. If you Honestly, I, I've, I've, I've you, watched, man. like, hours of Mark Weens in, in Pakistan on his food tours. So, you know, do oh, dude, please do enjoy legend. yourself, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, we will, inshallah. And uh, please keep all of us in your du'as. And everyone listening at home, guys, please keep all of us in your du'as. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for your, for your time, for listening as well. And we're going to wrap it up. Take care, everyone, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Have a wonderful day, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wow.